Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. <laughs> What's it? I'm telling you, every time. We've been conditioned. I'm telling you, it just makes you happy, man. It just makes you happy. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to the DMVR Nuggets Podcast. Let's go. Let's go. There it is. Thursday edition of the show presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR whenever you sign up. Gamble with us. Make some money or lose some money, as is the case last night watching the Colorado Avalanche, the most euphoric I felt watching hockey in my entire life. Um, That lasted 40 seconds. I had 40 consecutive seconds of happiness last night. It was pretty great. <laughs> uh, right, I mean, they were, the game. They, they were up the entire game. They were up the entire game. You chosen happiness the entire game that you, you chose to focus on the last You know why? Part. You're not, last for me, I'm one of those guys, you're not, you know, first period, anything happens, second period, whatever, third period. All right, here we go. Final minute. That's, Done, baby. The, Let's start the party. Start the celebration. Uh, you're, you're one of the, you're, you're a last uh, a last five minutes of the game guy. The classic, no, I'm just saying you don't uh, celebrate NBA. until the last couple of minutes. The, you know, I could taste it at the end. At the end, I was like, oh, there it is. They got it, baby. Let's go. Anyway, I'm not going to talk too much about abs here and have Eric disagree with me in front of my friends. Uh, instead, I'll just introduce Wait, him. I got who, would down you, below. who would you say are your friends, first off? like uh, That's the first question. The chat. Just, the chat is his friends. They're just off screen right now. I've been hanging out with them the whole <laughs> time. Yeah. They're yeah. just laughing. Having the time jokes. of my life right now. Um, down below, I got Brandon vote with me. Yeah, I lost a lot of money last night on the Miami Heat losing to the Boston Celtics, but luckily that game ended with enough time for me to lose more money on the avalanche. (laughs) That is your energy right there. I can, I can tell it already. It's so great. Uh, up top, uh, still single it's Harrison wind. I compared Nathan McKinnon to prime Russell Westbrook on Twitter last night and just got freaking ratioed like crazy. <laughs> I missed that. That's awesome. I missed it too. <laughs> Kyrie, you should have put that in the group chat, Harrison. What the hell? I would have thought I'm, I'm about to ratio to see it. That's the thing. <laughs> Dude, I got ratioed earlier this week because I did hopefully bosses aren't watching. I did the Friday Locked On NBA show, and I did a like ranking the top number one picks or whatever of the last decade. Very little effort into it. It was a low effort list I made. Usually, you just do that; and it goes through. Apparently, the graphics guy for Locked On listened to it, made a graphic, and then like just put it out in the ether for me to get oh. on. Immediately, I had to like mute the conversation. I'm like, oh shit. People like everybody was dunking on what a terrible list it was. And by the way, don't even think it was that bad of a list, but I was not here for the conversation. Uh, down below, a man that gets ratioed every single day online. It's D-Line. Oh, damn it. I was hoping that was going to be vote. Uh, that's guys. Um, 
don't think a lot about what I say online and often <laughs> and sometimes actually uh your lives. So that's why I'm here. It's being a liability. <laughs> that was the perfect intro. Nobody you were choppy, you're fuzzy, nobody could hear what he said. It's great. Eric, this oh. is gonna be a long day for you. Dang it. Look at how look how blurry he is. Wow, where hold are on, you? Hold on. At the, mean, office. the office. Oh my God. Well, try to sort out your Wi-Fi. In segment two today, guys, we're going to talk about – give me the pronunciation here. Marjan Beauchamp. No, that would be the French pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> and he is definitely not French. At least I don't think so. Uh, Marjan Beauchamp. Marjan Beauchamp. I got to say, a very strong name. We'll get into all of it. I like it, even though I don't know how to say it. I'm a big fan. Great name. Uh, anytime you have champ in your name, it's great. We're going to talk yeah. about him, athletic – Defender could be the kind of piece the Nuggets are looking for. Um, and then in the final segment, we're going to try tears again. You guys remember how great tears have gone for us so far this offseason? We're going to dive in later as Eric puts every NBA logo into a tier. Where will the Nuggets finish? We'll find out together. Well, whenever you bring out that tears graphic, like it's not going to go well, probably. It's it's <laughs> probably going to go pretty poorly. Like that, that graphic triggers things yeah, we should, for a we lot should, of people on this show and here. in the chat. We refer to it as the tears E A R S graphic. Tears. <laughs> we should we should just start calling it those tears. Um, our top story tonight, though, if we go to the Twitter box yesterday and we take a look around, what are people saying uh, around the internet? What are, what are people have to to talk about as they're watching the aforementioned Miami Heat struggle? Well, let's just pull up random tweets joel troel Embiid says miami needs another star hmm i love how swipe was in there <laughs> this is first one of his swipe <laughs> i wouldn't expect anything less of him nothing less so, so here's here's the interesting thing joel Embiid, miami needs another star number one players say this stuff sometimes like joel Embiid knows he's very online he's an elite onlinesman he knows what he's doing He's not necessarily, this is not to me an overt, I'm trying to get traded to Miami. But he knows it's going to be interpreted that way, and he fired it off anyway. And I got to say, we always love to do this. This is our show. We, we can be petty. We can be dumb. I am so glad Jokic doesn't watch the NBA. Like, he just doesn't watch it. There's no way he was watching that game. He's certainly not on Twitter, and thank God for that. Uh, Harrison, when you saw this one come across the timeline, uh, what would you think? That... Joel Embiid is probably just really, really bored, and he knows the type of reaction that that's going to get. I wanted to think that he's going to demand a trade from Philly this offseason, which, who knows? Maybe it could happen. I'd it say could. I'd say it's a non-zero possibility, but Joel Embiid's smart. He's online, not as much as Bones Highland, but he's online a lot. Uh, I, I think he knows exactly what he's doing here. He also can't help himself because why do it? I, he, the, the Sixers are headed into a very important offseason and he things are feeling real tense and tumultuous. And he's like, you know what I could do? I could light a fire. <laughs> I could throw I could throw some gasoline on it just because I'm bored. And I, <laughs> I had the exact same reaction as Adam. I was like, from afar, this is super fun. From our Look, side of the yeah. planet, I am so glad Jokic doesn't do this. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Tweets I have sent out in the past, some of them, not many, a few of them, have been because I've just been really bored online. 
I've definitely <laughs> tweeted a couple things that I would not have tweeted if I wasn't really, really bored at that moment. <laughs> I think I can guess which ones. You've, I, I, I'm pretty sure I know which ones come from sheer boredom. Um, I, look, it is a funny thing. The Embiid Philly situation is funny, and we can all sit here and laugh, but you know, it sucks when you're when it's your guy. It sucks. This is the thing about the NBA is we all feel a little bit hostage um, of our own star players. Like you all feel this pressure of, and it's a pressure that's arrived in the last ten years. I don't think this was a big deal. Actually, I should say fifteen years. Time is moving pretty quickly right now. But starting back in two thousand ten with the decision, where all, every time you have a superstar, you're only one year away or one summer away from no longer having that player. And Philly, the process trade for James Harden. There was a moment not long ago where it felt like. Here it is. Finally, we reached the mountaintop. And just weeks later, here we are with, with Joel Embiid. Just, just, and I have to be honest, like, man, like we get to play pop psychologist with superstars all the time, and it's dumb, but it's also fun. Here's my thing. Reading all the tea leaves, the blaming players, the, the, the discontent, the, oh, Jimmy Butler, man, he does it the right way. Really love Jimmy Butler, man. Big fan of Jimmy Butler. Like all of this stuff. I do feel like Embiid is – leveraging his superstardom like he's leveraging who he is and what he is to that organization and he's leveraging it in a way to say i'm teasing i'm trolling but also kind of not just just so you know like there's a little bit there yeah. hey eric wow look at that that's a green screen that's a green screen that does look like a green screen the green yeah. screen of that, the that's that's yeah. the sneaky part about this mb thing because we know He's re really really pissed that they let Jimmy Butler go. We know like him and Jimmy Butler were tight. And so it's convenient that, you know, he's saying Miami needs more help and not Dallas needs more help. <laughs> you know? So it's it, it's convenient right, that Dallas he chose too. Miami to fire that tweet off. The other thing is if like the 76ers fan base, those Philly fans, Joel Embiid is He's their Jokic. Like he, he's their Messiah. He's their God. If they were to lose Joel Embiid, I just don't know how Philly would ever recover. Like if he actually tried to get out of there, if he actually asked for a trade, which I don't think will happen, but I, I don't think it's a non-zero chance either because he is like this modern day superstar. And I think every modern day superstar could get to that point at one time or another other than Nikola Jokic. But if that actually happened, I don't know how Philly would survive. I, I really don't. As a city, you mean? Yeah. As a city, as a, as a fan as base, a as, yeah, as just a general population. Let, let's let's not kid ourselves. We know what this segment is. I mean, we're, we're talking about it earnestly. And there's haters ball. Uh, I'm trying to find it. There it is. Let's just put it yeah. <laughs> and the three of us on the haters ball right now are, are being a little pragmatic, but the ultimate hater has just entered the chat with new Wi-Fi. Um, Eric, when you see Joel Embiid saying, man, Miami sure could use some help. Maybe a, maybe like a center or something. Somebody that's not intimidated by Robert Williams. Oh my God. Well, so the thing about being a guy like Joel Embiid, who is in the, like always in the center of, he calls himself Troel Embiid. Yeah, yeah. So he could literally just be watching the game and being offhanded, being like, oh, they probably just need another star, you know? But yeah. because who he is, like, I love the idea that, like, anything, I, I hope to get to this point where, like, any innocuous tweet that I put out there, people spend hours, like, trying to dissect when he was really just like, oh, man. You don't want to be at that point. You're only right. a couple people that are in that tier. 
Yeah, and they suck. They're all terrible people. They're, they've 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 lofted themselves into our collective consciousness at all points, and so now we're dissecting a five-word tweet. <laughs> um, so true. It's so lame. I don't know, dude. He's not trying to leave. I mean, I I do love him just being a just like the ultimate provocateur, though. Like, if not for the Jokic. Uh, Embiid matchup and the and more so like the citizens of Philadelphia who first off came at us first. All right, they came at us first. Um, <laughs> if not for that, like I really would appreciate Joel Embiid. Like I love his sense of humor. He's goddamn hilarious. Um, unfortunately, just can't be. Just wasn't meant to be. So screw that guy. Allie, please. Yes, Eric, you fight with fourteen-year-olds in Philadelphia. I think. You- <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> Ali, how old are you? I'd love to start a fight if you will like. Go away. Eric's starting fights with 14-year-olds and 70-year-olds alike, man. He just needs a wide spectrum of people Eric is willing to, to fight with. It's That's actually with. what's happening. Yeah, also, yeah. It's a joke, but it's also true. Also um, true. But yeah. We also Mike Singer Denver Post reported that the Nuggets organization i thought this was a pretty thin report but it said the nuggets organization has talked to nikola Jokic since the tim conley thing and he's on board comfortable with the direction of the team there weren't any quotes from him there wasn't really anything more in depth other than and this is also things that we had heard you know obviously the team had talked to him about this like hey man it looks like we're gonna lose tim conley how do you feel about it this or that um and you know the thing that was reported same thing we kind of heard not what he wanted but that you know he understands like these are things that happen like players Juancho Hernan Gomez, good friend of his, got traded. Like he, you know, these things happen. So, again, not at all a surprise to me. And we talked about this on the very thing, like on the very show. We all expect him to sign a supermax this summer. We all expect him to be one hundred percent committed to the Nuggets. I don't know. This report to me was always been, how does he feel down the line? Like, is this a thing that's that now just feels a little bit different, especially if things go wrong? That's kind of still my position. Vote when you read the report or you see the report. Does it change your perspective at all or is this kind of maintain what you thought? Yeah, maintain for sure. Not to just agree with you verbatim, but I do. I felt the same way. I don't think, you know, the Tim Connolly thing I didn't think was going to present itself as a bomb drop in the organization so much as right. maybe something we see the ripple effects down the line. And we talk, and maybe we don't. And maybe we don't. Maybe yeah. we don't. But I think it's uh, the stability aspect of let's say things go poorly. How does everyone sort of handle, like what is that recoil like? Um, and I think without Tim, maybe we have maybe more reason for skepticism. So, yeah. but in the near future, like I've not for one second, whether, whether it was back in the Chicago stage or now in the Tim Connolly's gone stage, not for one second, have I doubted this extension. Um, Harrison. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what the conversation with Nikola Jokic was like. A like, text. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Just, just a heads up. We're moving on with Calvin. Tim's going to Minnesota. What did he respond? Like, okay. Did he just did he just like it? <laughs> did he just like the text? Did he heart it? Did he say haha? Um I, I feel I, like it was probably okay. said okay, and then in okay. the bottom note, read but not dictated by or dictated but not read by Nikola Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, of course. He knows it's a business. I I bet if Tim and Nikola had a conversation. I don't know if they did. I bet if Tim called him and was like, dude, I got this offer. I can't pass up. Um, I'm probably going to Minnesota. I hate that I have to leave. This isn't how it's supposed to happen, but it's just a deal I can't not take. Nikola would probably, he probably would have been like, 
yeah, take it. Like you got to take it. I'm sure he would have encouraged him to go if it was the right thing to do. So, um, I'm not surprised he, he's going to be fine, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens down the line. We'll see what the ripple effects of this are in years to come. Yeah. That's the thing. You just don't know. You don't know what any of this means. Like <clears throat> you do. There, there is the, the, the reality of the fact that the Nuggets are the only ones that can offer Nikola Jokic a super max. Then you're also then left to feel like, okay, what is it that Nikola Jokic ultimately values in this life? Horses. Um, horses seem to be the one common thing that we can all agree that he is most concerned about. Um, you know, I'm, it makes me terrified. I mean, like, I don't know. It's just that 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 sense of unease, that just the, the chaos factor. You just don't know. Like, if – I mean, I do, I do suspect that he will sign the Supermax. Like, I can't imagine that he would not. But also, like, I just can't help but be terrified because uh, he's the best thing that ever happened to me. And if I lost him, I don't know what I would do. And I uh, – just allowing my brain to, like, go down into those dark – uh, areas, it's too much for me to handle. So I refuse to acknowledge it as a possibility. And for that reason, I have no thoughts. I love this. Can you legally pay him in horses? I don't think yes. so, but it would be a great idea. <laughs> like, yes, you can. The circumvention of the salary cap is that. <laughs> I'll say that, like, I don't think Yoke is torn up over this. Somebody who I heard was really torn up about it was Josh Kroenke. Like, yeah. and um, just for a quick update for the people out there, the Josh Kroenke presser has been moved again. Um, it was right. supposed to be Wednesday. Then it was supposed to be today, Thursday. It's now next Tuesday because Josh got COVID. Hopefully he's going to be fine. But I had heard that he was really, really torn up about Tim leaving. And he's been torn up for like the last week about it ever since the news broke and, and, and was breaking. He he took it really hard because you know, say say what you want about the Cronkies and how they do business. I always felt like Josh and Tim, and who knows how much pull Josh had over this in the end, but I always felt like Josh and Tim, I feel like they had a really good, you know, working and personal relationship. I feel like those two had a really good bond. I like this comment, though. They heard about your wedding and delayed it. Uh, hey, man, look. Oh, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be in Mexico on Tuesday. So like, I'm, I'm going to be, be here. Mexico, well, we're both in Mexico, separate of each other. But we're both in Mexico next week, and they're going to have the biggest press conference of the last four years. Hey, Brandon, so perfect. Brandon, Eric, Bogue, hold to, it down for us. Yeah, no pressure. Eric, you want to come? It's You just want to make sometimes. It's fine. Let's just let's go to Mexico, man. No, okay, sure. <laughs> yes. Such BS, man. This is like the Three, worst. Three, two, one, Cancun. Let's the worst go, ever. Um, One last little thing here, and this is like both silly, but also I think actually kind of serious. Um, uh, and that is, you know, let's take a look at Kendrick Perkins' ballot here. He had, Kendrick Perkins, of course, famous like provocateur uh, online. Kendrick Perkins, uh, Booker over Giannis for MVP. Like somehow he sees Booker as more valuable than Giannis. He had two Pelicans, Alvarado and Murphy, and Re and Austin Reeves on the All Rookie Team, but not Herb Jones. Like he doesn't know. Insane. He doesn't know who Herb Jones is, dude. There, what? He doesn't <laughs> How know. How is this possible? You have KD, Pat Bev, Caruso, all defense, but you don't have Drew Holiday, Draymond Green, Rudy Gobert. Like, this is insane to me. Those are the three best defenders in the NBA. At, like, Pat Bev, Kevin Durant, and then Jalen Brown, all the all NBA, but not Jimmy Butler, no, no Pascal Siakam. So you look at this and you go, this is absolutely ridiculous, but it's not just ridiculous. Eric, there's a 10, there's you, I know everybody wants to say Perkins, bad analyst, this or that. Not the case, not the case. 
That would be the case if he had bad opinions. Draymond Green, my my guy, I'm once again referencing Draymond Green's podcast. This is 40 days in a row. Draymond Green did a whole <laughs> episode on, the, on, on talking about this, and he all but called out Perkins by name and saying, like, look, all NBA, one of the problems you have, and he's complaining about the media and some of these guys don't know, he's doing that classic thing. But he's also talking about former players, and he says, you have guys that played against some of these guys, and some of these guys are their best friends. Some of these guys are their worst enemies. You've got guys who are represented in media by agencies that also represent players. And these guys have votes. When I look at this and I see some of the names that are on this list, Kevin Durant, hmm, is that a Ken Kendrick Perkins and KD friends? Do they play together? Do they get along? Do they have like a known relationship here? Yes. You see some of these other names on there, like Draymond Green's calling him out. Doesn't get in all deep. Is there anybody on earth that sincerely thinks Draymond Green and Rudy Gobert are not all defensive caliber players? Like, come on. This is insane. Kendrick Perkins, apparently. But this is what I'm saying is he doesn't yeah. think that. These votes, this is like, it actually should be talked about more. I can't believe this hasn't like led conversation. Obviously, it's not going to lead it on ESPN where he works. But I can't believe every other network isn't looking at this and going, guys, can't we call a spade a spade? This is a guy that has an agenda that has like friend relationships that are tainting the way this has, and he has a vote somehow. Is nobody else outraged by this like I am? It's yep. ridiculous, man. I mean, my question is when it comes down to it, is Kevin Durant gonna like disown Kendrick Perkins as a friend if he doesn't vote him to an all NBA team? Maybe, maybe <laughs> like, to an all defense team. Maybe um you joke, like but maybe. Kevin Durant, I don't Kevin know. Durant worth an awful lot of money. He's a very powerful friend. He is. He definitely is. Um, I'm surprised he didn't vote Draymond, even though those guys go back and forth because both those guys are clutch. Um, Austin Reeves, that's another clutch pick. Like you can trace some <laughs> of the stuff back to that. Uh, but um, yeah, like when NBA players say we don't want media voting on yep, exactly. who makes these all NBA teams and who's making all this money, they're thinking about like me or Adam or you or vote voting. They're not thinking about Kendrick Perkins, who's also in the media voting ridiculously like this. I, I my big takeaway looking at the vote breakdown this year, whether it's this example of Perkins with the potential agenda Adam mentioned, or maybe just someone who who doesn't know. Like you go through the list of names of people who vote on this award, and I'm not arguing that I should have a vote, God knows, but you go through the people who do. Yeah. I'm almost walking away from this. Like, I know what I saw from Jokic. Why do I give a shit about if he had any MVP awards? Chris right. Mannix, Kendrick Perkins, Ramona Shelbourne. Like, right. why do these people have votes? What are we talking right. about? Right. Like, what, how, who, you know? <laughs> and, it's weird to me. At a certain yeah. point, it, it's hard to value. It's like I know we care about all NBA and MVP because we like to do legacy conversations and comparisons, and you just start to think about it a little bit more, and you're like, dude, what are we, what are we talking about, though? Yeah, yeah. It, th there's nothing worse than just um, <clears throat> like misrepresentation. Like when you are presenting yourself as being objective and looking at things from an even playing field and being the great arbiter of all things NBA, the able to judge. I, I do nothing tickles me more when the, the players are like, man, we got to let just the players have a vote. This is crazy, man. Getting Jokic. And then you're like, yeah, dude, like I'm sure the players. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they're not voting for their friends. Some guy that was mean to them one time. There's like not ulterior motives involved. Um, 
like especially when they recently played or like you know have these connections but here's the thing eric kendrick perkins is unique because to me he is an ex-player so you're kind of putting this on the player as him having a thing and i think he is interesting because he's both an ex-player but he's also yes. like a power player in the yes. weird politics of the nba like i know people don't like that but he is like kendrick perkins was an elite teammate in large part because he understood these dynamics and he he could play them well and he's landed this this gig but here's the thing we always hear legacy media complaining often about guys like us but really the broader spectrum of people that had do this as you know or started started as quote unquote amateurs right or somebody that, that kind of grew the grassroots route through this here's the thing to do journalism these days, and it's actually even funny in light of the Tim Conley thing, because a lot of people are like, Tim Conley's been on your show. He's your boy. He's your source for all this stuff. This or that. Like they, they connect these dots. Here's the thing. That game is played at every level right now with legacy journalism. Legacy journalism, like Woj right now breaks 50% of all stories. You think Woj is out here not compromised? Like his entire web weaves in and out of every single person in the NBA in a way that both compromises him and the people he is covering. And it's Kendrick Perkins is a small but important example of that, but it's the same thing. So all these guys that were like, these are traditional media, they do the reporting. Guys, you're yeah. thinking of what things were 20, 30 years ago. Right now, what you have is nothing but favors intertwined with everything else. And some of the people with favors yeah. get votes. And this is the way the my, world works right now in the NBA. My, my my favorite argument ever is from people who say, oh, you know, you got to just be an objective journalist. Like whatever happened to objective journalism? I, like I got news for you. Every single person who covers the NBA in every aspect, nobody yes. is 100% objective. Absolutely yeah. nobody. Right. We're not objective. That's for sure. People who cover the we tell NBA people for that. newspapers, like, people TV, nobody's objective. Like, if you're not objective, like if if the Nuggets win, that's obviously good for our business. Like, yeah. like that's obviously good for our business. Like, would you not want the team you're covering to do well? Do you know how many journalists like made their careers off the Warriors doing well? Right. Do you, like, do you think they don't want that to happen? It's just like so archaic. And, and I would even push it further. I don't know if I'm cutting you off, D line, because you just froze. So I apologize. Um. But I think that it was always that way too. You can go 20, 30 years back if you want. Like we just didn't there was less transparency to it all, but right. like journal it's a relationship-based game. Like people get beers with people, you meet people, you know people, and sometimes those relationships bleed into your work. Obviously, the goal is to try to either be transparent or eliminate that as much as possible, but there is something to But there's a difference in the vote between like we like a guy. Like maybe maybe you have your your rose colored glasses because you really like Yoke, so you don't see his flaws or the sure. that way. Versus like, no, you're in bed financially with these oh, people. Which is what's going on? That's the point I'm <laughs> yeah. making. Is that there's levels to this? And yes, like I want the Nuggets to win, and I have to work very hard because I have to check that bias against myself constantly. It's like always on the forefront of my mind. Right. But you know what I don't have? Financial obligations to these people, my job that is owed to these people in this way. And that's the thing I'm talking about. And sure. Kendrick Perkins is a very obvious example because there's no way anybody in their right mind has Draymond Green not on all defensive team. There's no way Austin Reeves is like ahead of Herb Jones on these teams. Like nobody in their right mind has that. It's so obvious. And then also we know Kendrick Perkins has very open and vocal beefs with certain players and it's reflected in his votes. That's my point. Yeah. It's not about players have bad opinions. It's not about this or that. Yes. It's that this facade about 
objective journalism or whatever, like the more you're behind it and we're clearly behind it, the more you see it, the more you're like, it's so much worse than people think, but not in the ways of which they think. Right, right. And this vote is exactly a great example of that. Go ahead, Eli, and put a bow on it. We got to move on. I was just going to say like, yeah, no, I'm not saying that the the players have bad opinions. It is just that. It is it is having you just need to people to let people know where it is that you're coming from and not act as though you are a the neutral right arbiter of truth justice and uh the way things are in the nba the way that especially kendrick perkins who spends all of his time like essentially like clowning people for their thoughts on like, yeah. i can't believe y'all think this guy blah blah whatever like that's his brand the carry the hell on like coming on and, and talking you know somebody does something and then he, you know, he has to let everybody know how dumb they are for supporting Jokic, for example um <laughs> so yes it's super obnoxious like it i love being able to talk about the nuggets as a fan as and you know like my toe is touched it, by journalism through you guys um but nobody thinks that I'm not just talking about somebody who just really loves the nuggets and talks about it in a way that other people who watch the nuggets actually talk about the nuggets and in a way that is close to, and in relation to the larger NBA, but is not dictated by, and it's not like, um, you know, like it's just, it, 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 the, it's the misrepresentation that's bothersome. Like just, yeah. just, say what you're who you actually are don't pretend to be something else and then also don't like give other people a hard time for their opinions when you yourself are clearly biased can i can i tell you something we got to keep moving we got to go to break here harrison but um brandon spano had a carry on tweet the other day and i almost quit dnvr i just (laughs) (laughs) he had to i said and then he ended it with carry on i was like wait what Oh god! <laughs> All right. On that note, let's go to break. On the other side, we got to get into our scouting wait, report. Wait, I have to. When did you delete your tweet? I went to pile onto the ratio, and I can't find it. <laughs> no, it's still there. It's a reply. Oh, it's okay. in my replies. Oh, do your thing, yeah, then. Check, I'll, yeah. check my Dude, replies. I'm going yeah. to drag the hell out of you during this commercial break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys haven't been able to watch Nuggets and Avs games this season, if you want to watch Rockies games this summer, check out Evoca TV. They've got Altitude Sports. They got AT or Altitude Sports and AT&T Sportsnet. They've got other national channels as well. Also, Evoca TV, it's only $15 a month for your first 3 months. You get a free receiver as well when you use the code DNVR. So go to evoca.tv/dnvr, use that promo code DNVR. You're going to get $10 off your first three months. That's only $15 a month for those first three months, plus a receiver. No contract, no hidden fees. Not going to lock you in or hike up your price. Evoca.tv slash DNVR. You get Altitude, AT&T, Sportsnet, so you can watch the Rockies this summer. A bunch of other national channels as well. Use the promo code DNVR. Get $10 off your first three months. Only $15 a month for those first three months. Check out Evoca TV. Also at DraftKings right now, we got NBA playoff action. Of course, it's nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers bet just $5 on any team to win, get $150 in free bets if they do. If you're looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs, check out DraftKings Same Game Parlays. You can do just that. Right now, all customers, not just new customers, all customers can place a Same Game Parlay with three or more legs, get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. 
Promo code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Back here, segment two. And now, guys, it is time to do a little scouting. little scouting report on Marjan Bochamp. Don't put any flair to it. Just Marjan Bochamp. I made something about Marjan Marjan Beauchamp. Beauchamp. It sounds really great. If I, but it does sound like you have to say it with uh, Brad Pitt's accent. Marjan Bochan. Marjan Bochan. Marjan Bochan. Italian. Marjan Bochan. All right, Harrison. Um, uh, and Ali, yeah. you can go ahead and bring up that card now. Um, go ahead. Let's walk us through here. Uh, here's our guy, Marjan Bochamp. Marjan Bochamp is a 21 <laughs> year old guy from the G League Ignite. He had a winding path to get to the G League Ignite. Let me just go over this really quickly. Four high schools in four years. Whoa. Guys, he was actually Michael Porter Jr.'s high school teammate during his <laughs> freshman year. MPJ was a senior at Nathan Hale in Washington. Sign me up. Bo Champ was a freshman. Uh, awesome. Then he followed his coach, Brandon Roy, to another high school in Seattle his sophomore year. Then he transferred to another high school, had to sit out a year. Then he played there. Then he transferred to a school in Arizona for his senior year, was a four-star recruit, had a big choice of colleges to go to. COVID hit, went to JUCO close to home, then went to the G League last season. Uh, he is six foot, six and a half in shoes. He's got a huge seven foot one wingspan. Eight foot ten standing reach. That's the same standing reach as Dale and Terry, who we talked about on Wednesday show had 197 pounds. He's got the same type of body as Derek Jones Jr. So a really long, athletic, small forward um, who played for the G League night last year. That's crazy. That's awesome. And the G League Ignite, by the way, is it's kind of not too dissimilar from Jokic's Adriatic League Mega Lex, which is the the Ignite is the young prospects, right? That are coming in. You put them all on one team, and then you compete against the other G League team, which are basically the minor league or developmental team league uh, teams for all of the NBA teams. So the Ignite is that like breeding ground. You could skip college and go straight to the G League make some money and train with NBA personnel. So it's an interesting path. Who are some of the guys that have come out of the ignite now? Um, well, the, I mean, the highest Josh. profile guy is Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Yep. Um, Jonathan Kaminga, also a G league ignite guy. Those were the two main guys that seem like they're going to be good players from the G league last year. Yeah. And this year, Bochamp, Dyson Daniels, who's a projected lottery pick, a couple other guys maybe as well, but, um, yeah, there's going to be like three or four guys every year, most likely. So it is an interesting background when you just hear that background vote, you know, four different high schools, you know, and then going into the G League. You know, Does that mean anything to you that it's this unconventional route? Also being 21 years old. So yeah, he's pretty old. He's actually turning 22, like right when next season starts. So he's kind of old for this draft. I mean, MPJ is only 23. Like yeah. he, this guy is old. I mean, it's just an interesting path. Like you talk about Bones is a good example of a guy who's like he had two years just at the college level at the same school, but very different years and being with different teams, playing alongside different players, different things can be asked of you. So to jump around four times and then go to the next level, I mean, it's I'm sure uh, I'm sure that's hindering on to some extent, I would imagine. Uh, But Everything else Harrison said sounded awesome. So 
Plus, the part where he's teammates with MPJ is actually enough. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. All right. Well, I can get like, into this more unless you got something, D-line. I was just going to say, like, that it when you hear that four high schools in four years, that sounds, like, problematic. But then you consider the COVID. I mean, like, the, the, the last, like, <laughs> sure. several years is, like, a little bit difficult to, like, grade anybody's path in anything on. Um but it is a little, it is a little strong. But although that could just mean that he was just so clearly focused on getting to the NBA that he would yeah. get any leap that he could. I, I actually think it's more common than you think. Four maybe is a lot, but two, three high schools is actually super common for right. elite prospects because just Jump the way around, that right. high school sports work, it's really, really weird. I mean, Will Barton, for example, had four high schools in four years. Some of that for him was personal family stuff, but a lot of it was also just, hey, the school has a great program and they're yeah. recruiting you or paying for your schooling for you to go to this better school. But I do wonder, I, I, and I'm curious because I don't know. I'm just curious if anything at all is lost in that, that sort of like oh, no question. very American approach, right? Almost mercenary-esque even at the youth level. And it's like, mm-hmm. are there different sort of lessons learned as a team sport athlete kind of coming back each year with some right. sort of common denominator in the group and, and building upon your role with that same team that last year? Just curious about it, you know. And it's the no, same I mean, in D League that there's less of a. It's not like you're a blue blood. We have a, that fam, that network right. of Kentucky people. It's like you're right. G League. Like nobody has a G League pride to them. G League United pride yet. Them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bull Bull's the guy who went to four high schools in four years, and there were some mm. questions about that that turned out to be right. Mm. Um, my my kind of like one sentence takeaway from watching Bochamp film: when he looks good, he looks really good. When he's bad, he looks really bad. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that sounds like a Nuggets bench player, baby. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his strengths, it starts with his athleticism. I, I read off his measurables a second ago, but in transition, like this guy's a high flyer. He can get up and down the floor. He can soar for dunks, dunk on people. He's got a ton of bounce, powerful athlete who kind of floats through the air as well. Um, it also seems like he's got some definite defensive upside specifically on like the individual end, his length helps him on defense. He gives effort on that end, moves his feet really well laterally. He's got like a couple great closeouts on his film where he closes out from like the paint to the three point line and blocks a three pointer. So he can just cover a lot of ground defensively. And then his other big strength, I think is the scoring upside like he will take some threes, some dribble pull-up threes, some three-pointers coming around the screen. It's a perfect swish. It looks great. Like it looks like this is something he can do at the NBA level. Um, he can get up into the dribble pull-up. He's confident taking those types of shots. Like I said, comfortable pulling up from the three. Uh, like when coming off a screen, if a defender goes under, he recognizes that pretty well. And that's probably a product of playing in the G League and more of an NBA type system. He's like recognizing recognizing NBA defenses already. Um, so I think he's got upside as a scorer too, but like I said, and I'll get into it with the weaknesses, when he looks good, it looks like this guy could definitely score pretty efficiently at the NBA level, but when he looks bad, you, you kind of wonder about how efficient and effective he's going to be. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. He's kind of – some of the weaknesses that you say there – because I saw some people, I have the philosophy of sometimes these guys are old and it can be a positive thing. Like, oh, he's old, but he's more Martin. polished and like maybe that's what you need. 
inconsistent shooting, ball handling, team defense, those are things that generally the older you are, the more polished you should be. So the fact that you're unpolished in those areas and older, to me, that combination of things maybe is a little concerning for him. Yeah. Yeah, the weaknesses, his shot, sometimes it looks great, but he also has really bad misses, like air balls and just shots that barely hit the rim. Uh, he's got kind of a flat shot, so it bounces really hard off the rim when he misses as well. Um, open shots, you know, he's not a definitely definitely not a knockdown guy. And um, yeah, passing, ball handling, feel for the game, it's okay. Uh, it's definitely not at the level where like elite prospects in this draft are. Um, some defensive concerns as well. He's also got this MPJ thing going in his ISO game. Um, I wrote it in here as he MPJs his guy a lot where he does a lot of moves, but then doesn't really get by him. But he can still just jump over the guy and rise up and hit a shot because right. he's that tall and that long. Yeah. Uh, I I'm con- the I team defense. Okay. Please, please, Eric. Please. I was to say, I, I watched this guy. You know, I got very clearly from him is Aaron Gordon. This guy looks a lot like Aaron Gordon to me. He is a dunker. He can shoot, can't shoot. Really depends on the day. Like almost all of his highlights were just him dunking. Like he yeah. seems like a slasher to me. Um, I, I, he, he seems like a guy you don't want to rely on his shooting. You know, like the, his shooting and his ball handling are not great, but like he shouldn't be put in a position where that's what you are asking of him, like an Aaron. So what, yeah. I, I mean, I thought, I thought, like, I mean, he, to me, he's like rangy. Uh, and he looks explosive um, and he looked the defense is, is interesting to me. The team defense, I didn't see any breakdowns, but that's interesting to hear that Harrison, that he's not necessarily on that level. Um, but I saw Aaron Gordon. I saw like a little like Vlat go at him too. Like he's just like tall <laughs> and like, I mean, it's just like only Nuggets players. Right. But um, those are just, just like, like, team like different players, man. I, I love that. Like, he looks like a great teammate. Just a really good well, teammate. Listen, on the bench. Listen. Yeah, right. I mean, not not Brandon. You'll agree that each each of us is our own unique snowflake, right? No, That's no right, two buddy. human beings are exactly the same. So he has a little of column A, a little of column flat going. All right, on. like I, the diagram. I, I thought he's yeah. I think I to me this guy is interesting. I'm interested in him. Like where, where is he? Where is he slated currently to go in, in the draft, Harrison? Probably in the twenties. Probably outside the lottery, but you know, still in that first round, probably in the later stages of the first round. Yeah. yeah. So right, right around where the Nuggets are going to be picking. I mean, this is a guy who a lot of people on Twitter have been like, the Nuggets need Bochamp. Like the Nuggets should really look at Marjan Bochamp. So I thought he'd be a good guy to go over. But the um, thing is, is like Aaron Gordon was a lottery pick. And when you have a lottery pick, you want them to become a superstar. No matter if they're like eighth pick or whatever. When you, If Aaron Gordon was taken 21st, and turned into what he was like people would be like man this guy's incredible you know like robert covington oh my gosh you know because they were always slotted to be this and they became the best version of it so bochamp being in the 20s might actually be good for him for what he is slated to become as an nba player yeah for sure so i think he's definitely a small forward i think he's a three um definitely kind of profiles as that Draft superlative, best name in the draft. I mean, he's got a great name. <laughs> Come on, we know we know that. He's the bow champ. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his fit with Jokic, not the best fit, I don't think. His passing needs some work. I don't know how high of an IQ guy he is. Um, I don't know about his really his feel for the game, but 
the part about, you know, the Nuggets and Jokic that could fit really well, his length, his length could be a great addition. And I think he could become a good defender eventually. Um, so not, not the perfect fit, but you know, not that guy that you look at and you're like, okay, this guy is, you know, like the, the best fit possible. I think his game needs some work, but he's intriguing. I think. All right. Are we intrigued? What do we go ahead? Vote. Where, where are we, where do we land on him? intrigued not entirely sold you know for me the team defense weakness was most concerning because all the other stuff the upside offensively you live with it being potential but not there yet if he's this this plug and play defensive guy you feel great about from day one obviously the one-on-one defense is there has the tools to be a great defender but we're not talking about a 19 year old right so when you say like still struggling with the team defense aspects like that's something that's going to have to be learned at the next level. And so that just sort of takes away from the plug and play element of it. You know, all of the, I don't know how I feel about him offensively. Well, if you just say, but he's a stud defender, uh, then I'm sold. But the fact that there's some project elements of well, as well on that side of it gives me a hang up. What do you think D line? Dude, I'm in. I think he's interesting. Like, I think that there's something like he's a big wing defender. Um, he's got a lot of power. He looks like he is really adept at slashing. Like that. That's the the. He he has like a little Fareed in him that way. I feel like, but you know, he's obviously not the same player. But um, just another guy that like kind of gets the idea that his power comes at the rim. Like he shot like 68%. I saw and like every highlight was just him dunking. So. You know, when you have a player like Yoke, it's valuable. Yep. There'd be so many times in the year where, like, these fucking guys just have a rim. Like, what is going yeah. on here? If he's able to read the game, he could get so many easy buckets off Nikola Jokic. So, so many. Yeah, but I'm not sure he is. He can read the game, and that's that's part of it. Yeah, is, that's why. That's yeah, why I said yeah. if. Yeah. So my, I'm, the butch animal. <laughs> This is the channel. That's awesome. <laughs> this is why I'm a little bit lukewarm on him. Like I, I, I don't hate, I wouldn't hate the pick, but I, it's not my preference. He's not like my type of guy, but he does possess some of the traits that you need. Um, and then the question is just how close is he to being at the, the other parts of the game that you want? I don't mind that. He's not like a great passer, you know, great this or that. Like you need guys that are just, you know, workers, you know, like Aaron Gordon's not, I mean, he has more skill than him, but he's, he's not yeah. like super dynamic and it works out. Cause you need somebody that just doesn't touch the ball that much. He seems See? like a guy that maybe has been molded into that, but at the same time, I'm a little leery, especially going to be 22 years old. I'm a little leery of the idea of like, he doesn't have these great traits, you know, these straight skills. He just has good traits. I, I, I just don't know. So lukewarm wouldn't hate it, but also don't really love it. What I would be worried about is he's, really throughout like his high school career and even in the G league, like he's been a go-to guy, you know, he, he's been a scorer. So I don't know how that would translate into an Aaron Gordon type of role. Right. That, that would be an, another concern yeah. I have. Yeah. Are we, we're going to talk about what he, what position he plays at the next level. Small forward, small forward. forward, like a true small forward, which I've noticed is like no longer a thing. You're either a, a combo guard or you're like more of a power forward, but we know we never. It has more him. to do with how skinny you are than anything, man. To be yeah. honest with you, I feel like nowadays, like if you're Mikael Bridges, you like he could be a small forward, but if right. you're the same height, same move mobility, but you're thicker, OG Ananobi, it's like he's more of a four. More of a four, and it really yeah. is just the thickness. So yeah. um, oh. he's skinny. He's skinny. He's he's rangy. So okay. Um. Alrighty. Well, that does it. Marchand, 
Bochamp, our fourth the prospect. Bochanimal, dude. Let's just go. still pronouncing it just terribly. Bochamp. <laughs> All right. Then we're just going to do something different every single time we say it. Um, that, that's our fourth one. By the way, we are starting to curate these. If you want to see just like the, the portion of these where we talk about them, you know, the 20-minute conversations we have about them, we're making a playlist. So this is going to be a playlist. If you ever miss somebody and you want to get just that part of the show, it's going to be up on our YouTube page. And we had some really cool animations and graphics and texture to it that I think is really cool. So it'll all ramp up for our live draft show, which is, of course, one month away. One month wow. away, we'll be doing our live NBA draft show, which is one of my favorite things we do all year. Somehow so far yet so close. Yeah, it is so far. <laughs> yeah, Ali, so can you just bring up? I found something pretty cool on the internet during that last break. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, there it is. Ratio. Take oh. Look at mine. Let's I'm, I'm sorry, man. I think I stand, by, I stand by this comparison. You know what? Getting ratioed, though, on a take for another sport, doesn't. that's not the worst. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. That, that one, I don't care if I get ratioed for, like, a food yeah, take. You skate on by. Yeah. yeah so. I guarantee you everybody that ratioed me, other than D-line and vote, did not watch Russell Westbrook in his prime. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah, you got like a lot of hockey guys that don't. They're like, what? <laughs> I hear he's not liked. Um, all right, let's go to break. On the other side, it's D-Line's time to shine. First time ever on this show. Um, we're going to throw it to him as he ranks some of these NBA logos in the tiers. Oh, God. T again, T-E-A-R-S. Uh, what could go wrong? <laughs> the American Raptors, they play at Infinity Park. If you don't know about the American Raptors, really cool story of their team. They are a rugby club composed of crossover athletes that come from all different backgrounds, football, basketball, baseball, wrestling, soccer, track and field. They all come together, learn the game of rugby and play on the American Raptors. They play their games at Infinity Park. If you're thinking about hitting up a game, they're super fun. They're also free. You heard that right. They're free. So head over to AmericanRaptors.com. Grab your free ticket for the upcoming season. If you can't make the game, AmericanRaptors.com. We'll be streaming all of them from their website. Make sure to check it out. Also, check out the DNVR Rugby Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Throw it a five-star review. Colton Stricker keeps you locked in on everything going on in the rugby world, locally and throughout the country. Also, it's that time of the week. It's time for the DraftKings pick of the week. I'm hot. I'm hot, guys. I'm I'm riding a one-game streak here. So didn't you already give your draft pick? I mean, how long is a week in the context of the, the pick of the week? Didn't you just give uh, a pick one a two week. days ago? Well, I don't think so. Was... <laughs> yeah, that was did. last week. The... Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> I am going to take the Warriors tonight against the Lions. Oh, wow. Bold. <laughs> And I'm gonna take the Warriors minus seven as well. You've you've convinced me, D-line. You've convinced me that this is, this is gonna a blowout? be yet another blowout. This is see, this is yeah. <laughs> Adam and I were talking about this, like why I why the Warriors are what they are. And it's, I was like, yo, this is like if the '96 Bulls were together, and then two of the players were just like out for two years, and then they got back together, and everyone's like, man, I wonder if they're still good. What if the 96 Bulls are still good when we put them together two years later? Yeah, they're still good. <laughs> okay, that's the DraftKings pick. All right, there you go. Um, all right, it is time, Eric, for you mm. to rank mm. the logos in the NBA. I'm trying to pull up. The I mean, I want this to be a discussion. Obviously, I'll I'll, I'll clearly uh, deride and not listen to any of your opinions, but I'd love to hear them um, as we go along. Uh, so it's so I should bring 
Can, can I, you see my screen? Can you yes, see my am I able to see all of the logos? Yes, it's it's easier if I could see all of the logos. Okay, of so course. we're gonna go. All right, first Washington, off, Washington Wizards. Oh shit! All right, Washington Wizards. Washington Wizards. So, uh, for the uninitiated, what we're looking at here is the uh, the capital. Uh, what what is that? Uh, the the national monument. monument. Washington that's, monument. That's the Washington monument. monument. <laughs> that's the Washington <laughs> monument. Uh, that's also making up the uh, the bottom shape of the basketball. Uh, going into a star. When this first came out, a lot of people uh, tried to make it uh, weird and sexual, and shame on all of them. Um, with the, the, the I don't blame the those star. people. I don't. This the the orientation of this logo is what's known in the design world as a round bell. It's uh, just a round logo with the curve. It's it's such a classic style of logo that it has its own name. This one to me is doing a little too much. Um, I do like. I, I like the flat uh, approach to it. There are, there are very classic elements. It's a little crowded for my tastes. Um, I'm going to give this, you know what? I'm going to give this a B, however. This is not wow. a B to me. The, the Washington the, Wizards are a B? Yeah, because they're, they're, what I do like about this is the color scheme lends itself to not only on-court, but off-court uh wearing uh like those are good that's a good color scheme it's red, all right we're gonna be here till like christmas if we spend four right, minutes on the, the wizard. Fuck, man? this is my literal job <laughs> i was gonna say we should have given him two segments dude <laughs> two segments right, of utah we're jazz through one of 30 utah jazz i'm gonna give a c to with no explanation because apparently we don't want that because fuck them that's my god eric can you guys know what it's like to work with eric this is exactly what it's like do you uh, do you understand the, i'm the sorry buddy i'm hey i'm sorry eric you the, you thought, look how big this logo is it takes up way too much room on the Allie, does that change your opinion in, at all it takes up so transparent much. background for that one come on adam looks bad because i you know why because i'm the photoshop guy today and when i do my automatic thing it like does that so that's why uh, there's an extra you couldn't could have found a transparent one to begin with you just google it and boom through two and one of them he didn't give an explanation for (laughs) not going through either out of petulance let's go all right toronto raptors if you have anything interesting to say please share it b (laughs) come on eric come on man flat colors uh there this is this is a so i always enjoy when a team uses the shape of a basketball in a basketball logo it's like the most bare bones way to approach a basketball logo by starting with a ball um so utah jazz this way the washington wizards this way toronto raptors the same they have a little bit of a new jack swing with the the tearing of the uh of the the, the lines you'll see like playing with basketball lines is like a really popular thing to do with logos uh, for yeah. the nba um mm. this you know, I everybody loves the old purple dinosaur thing, like I, which is like absurd to me. Like it's a, a ridiculous um, way to go about life. Um, so I think that this is a B or an A. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna give it an A. Fuck it, let's go. Wow, you're gonna get crazy. I like give it. that one an A. It's a good dude. This this objectively is a good logo. They did a good job. All right, this is a good, no, good job. San Antonio Spurs. This is. People like the Spurs. This is not a great logo. This is like the the spa- Check out the spacing between the well. The, you you the might P, be overlooking the like the spur in the middle that's actually supposed to double as a U. Oh, so it's actually, and also like it always bothers me the way that that the spur itself, like the spiky part of of the spur, does not actually connect to the top part of the spur. It's like the axis has been flipped. It's like flat when it should be 
three quarters <laughs> angle. So okay. it looks like a spur that's been stepped on and smashed. So I'm going to give okay. that a C. C. Anyone that right. you bring up here with no, with it doesn't have a cutout background is an immediate C, Adam. I know. Look at how look at how it's like so hard to like place these even. All right, the Sacramento Kings. Oh, I love this. Uh, the Sacramento Kings. This is like again basket. You like that? <laughs> um, there are elements to this entire brand that I like. When it first came out, I thought it was cooler than I do now. Um, it sort of lost a little bit of its luster. They had sort of an '80s flair that they were going with when they first came out with this rebrand. I'm this one a C as well. Man, a lot of C's. I think no, this one's actually cooler than that. I feel like this one. This one I probably would have had a little higher. I'm, I'm it doesn't look like you, a Pac-Man. You think it's a B? I'll, I'll listen. Like this could be a B. I, I I don't have strong feelings on the Kings. I don't. I like honestly just feel like these are D's and this one's a C. But that Spurs logo freaking sucks. That's <laughs> that thing's terrible. The, the only spicy. the only thing that it has going for it is the color scheme. Yeah. Yeah. The Which is good. Um, all right, we got the Portland Trailblazers. Oh, Trail Trailblazers here. Hatred if, for them. Yes. I uh, listen, I'm a professional, Adam. I have no problem separating my feelings for the team. Does anyone know what the Portland Trailblazer shape is attempting to depict? A cyclone? Nope. I don't know. Highways. That would make sense if they lived in, in hurricane. It looks like a hurricane. Are they supposed uh, to right, be? Yeah, that's what I meant. A tropical storm. Those are those are yes. people blazing trails. In a sense, they I have looked this up before. There are five lines on the top and the bottom that are twirling together. It is depicting two teams of five uh, playing basketball in a sense. That's terrible. I'm sorry. Wow. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. I, Cause I was like, there has to be a deeper meaning. Yeah, I like is it this better. supposed to be a B? It doesn't That's the meaning. Like a B. Yes. This is a very seventh <laughs> logo. I will say though, like, the meaning of the logo, absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand it. It doesn't actually marry at all with the type below it. And yet somehow it fucking works. I don't know why it works. It just kind of works. And their brand is like much better than I want it to be. I'm going to give the Portland Trailblazers logo an A. I think I surprised uh, myself with that. I think they have a great brand. I agree with you, man. I hate yeah. to admit it. but it I is a, it is a, but I'm going to put it in the S tier before that explanation. It's terrible. Uh, the yeah. Suns to me, like, so this, this particular iteration of their logo, I cannot, I hate, I hate the beveled type on this. <laughs> the bevel type is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so bad. Like the sun, uh, the basketball, again, a basketball, what could be better? Uh, that is, looks like a sun with, th this is like a, a very nineties looking logo. The nineties, as I tell you guys all the time, very spiky, very angry. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this a, I, I don't like this logo. I'm going to give it a C. All right. The timing on this one was perfect, Eric. So that's the perfect level of detail. Basketball. <laughs> With basketball. lines. Philadelphia. Okay. So this, ver this is like the fully fleshed out version of their identity oftentimes they separate it so you get just the 76ers with that i think the strongest part of their identity is the circle of stars uh, that's above the 70 uh, above the seven yeah um, i think in general they also have a good branding package i would give this an a this is classic this will last i year. agree i love the I 76ers branding yeah, man i think really it's awesome good. might have even been an s tier for me yeah i might at the end like move some up to well mm. i have a few in mind that are s tier actually Magic, Orlando magic. right in the D oh, or the F. God. Talk about this S is, here. Where are we going? F. That's a straight F. I can't straight F. That. Orlando I'm Magic a, is your basketball in it, which I do appreciate. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad I one, man. The magic just 
killed their rebrand, like they would move up so many places and just the tiers of teams. It's what true. Would they they have to first have the magic. They're getting really hurt. Oh, by their put this. Brand. The Thunder is is sub. <laughs> this is the worst logo in, the, I agree. in all of sports. The the best part about the Thunder logo is just how they haven't even tried to change it. I know. No, it, it's, it's just been the same logo logo, man. It's I mean, how when it came out, it was terrible, and they just have stuck by it. I mean, imagine trying to capture the essence of OKC in a logo. <laughs> in Their logo. jersey patch is a freaking gas station. <laughs> uh, New York it's Knicks, it? this does not, you don't get more iconic than this. This is an S tier logo. S tier logo is the uh, Knicks? Absolutely. I feel this like they've had better. Is that because it's iconic or because yes. of the design? It's, it's iconic both. because of the design. It's iconic because of the design, honestly. Like okay. they've had like really great teams. They, like their reputation as a basketball team currently, it couldn't be worse. Right. Um, but just you see how uh that that is a logo that you see echoing throughout culture. Like you see it all over the place. Mm. Uh New Orleans Pelicans, like this is sort of like a new Jackie logo. Um, it's really well executed. They have like interesting things about it. Uh, to me, it's like too pretty for an NBA logo. It is too clever for an NBA logo. Like to me, this is a C level. Uh, you know, I'll give it a B. I'll give it a B. It's wow, like I like that it feels like New Orleans. Yeah, it does feel like New the Orleans. Only, and yeah. I, you know, good. Did you give it a B? I was gonna. The only thing I don't like about it yeah. is the shape. The shape. The shape of it, you don't like? Yeah. Let me see if I can crop this one to make it prettier. Oh, I can. All like right. the butterfly kind of thing going on. Yeah, it's a weird All right. shape. All right, B right there. We'll put yeah, it in. You know the what? I'm, I'm moving that down. It's a C. It's a, that's a C. Good call. Good call. Damn. All right. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves this is my favorite one. Minnesota Timberwolves. This is a roundel. It contains a basketball. So nice. let's check one, check two. <laughs> uh, the font is terrible. It's not going to last. Uh, the wolf is not done that well. Uh, I don't understand the color scheme. I'm going. It looks like a SB way. Nation logo. It, it does, man. Does. It, does. <laughs> it, looks, it actually the Canis Hoops one is like almost indistinguishable. It really kid. is, and they had it first. Like the, they had that logo, and then the Timberwolves rebranded to their logo. Yeah, and it, you know one thing to note, like when you're evaluating logos, like look at how much different it looks as it shrinks down. Things that are too complicated, like all of the details run together as you as it shrinks down and like it loses its. I mean, look how iconic. bad that looks. Yeah, oh, terrible. <laughs> it looks like a little dot. <laughs> That's why you watch the show on YouTube, folks. All right, what do we uh, put in this one? Uh, D. Really? Yep, D. You just oh, trashed D. it for. Oh, like... oh, I thought you. Said, I thought he said B. That's why I was like, "What?" Oh, me too. No, no, D, D, D. Uh, Bucks implied basketball on this one not an actual mm. basketball um the m that is the neck of the buck uh is a strange shape um oh, I, I didn't even notice that you didn't and do you know where the no. do you know the implied basketball that to which i'm referring the circle in right here yeah the antlers yeah implied oh, yeah. basketball um okay. all the same this is a d D logo, ugly colors will not last. This this will be rebranded. I I actually like the colors. I just, but part of me is I like different. You know, like even if it's bad, I just like that people try. To me, like when I look at this shit, I'm like, what is going to stick around? Yeah, I like it, but I agree, it's not going to stick. Miami Heat. 
Miami Heat, this is like pretty iconic as well. They have some like I don't like the typeface they have going with it. I do like I mean, I think it's cool the little flame they have that coming off of the T of the Heat. Um the, the there's some ugh. I'm going to give this one a a B because it does have like some timeless ability it's some timeless nature to it, but there are some like obvious issues with it. Like it's weird. It's just like kind of a weird logo when you look at it. You're putting yeah. it in A. I said B. <laughs> oh, oops. I'm reading what's wrong. It is very weird when you look at it. That's it's a good totally to fucking it. weird. It's a weird shape. Like uh Grizzlies. Uh this is a D. Go ahead and throw it right in the D. Wow. Yeah. This is like such a it it's eras rebranded. Look. Also, yes, it's, it's also my candidate for like doing the least with the most. Like it's the like Grizzlies do something cool. You know? Yeah, but it's also yeah. the Grizzlies of Memphis. Like what? Yeah, that's true too. <sighs> oh, this one's gonna hurt. Okay, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, things that it contains that I like: a basketball. Um, also, it's just, uh, this is fucking really iconic. It's pro- I'm gonna give it a. Can we just skip this one? We just <laughs> come back to it at the end. What's your? I, I want to hear probably. what your honest one is. What is it? I think that this is. I think this is an A or an S. Honestly, this is like something that uh, it, it, it's difficult to separate the team, the team success from the quality of the logo. Like this, the, like the quality of this logo is not high. This is not a well-executed yeah. logo necessarily, but there's something about it that's like really compelling. Um, and there's something about it, like the lines that come off the L. Um, the way that the type is like unique and handcrafted and like specific to this team, um, even without the the basketball behind it, there's something like foundational and iconic about it. Um, so just the it's, it's an A. I mean, I I hate looking at it; it makes me feel sick when I look at it. But Tom, here's another S tier easily. Oh man! So the L.A. Clip, Jesus Christ! The, the lines, the line. Why the lines on the top? Is it, I think it's supposed to be a horizon or something, or like I think. I so I'm sure it has something to do with the waves and horizon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a. I mean, I, to be honest, like I don't mind. I actually kind of like the shape up top that they put on their on the front of their logos. The basketball again, shape of a basketball. L.A.C. The way that it's all tied up, it's like. It's super 70s looking. It's kind of interesting. But in the end of the day, like it doesn't give like their brand is not good. Um, and this is the, the, the foundation of it. So I'm going to say a C. Whoa. Oh, man, we're running out of real estate. I can't believe this one is above the box. You- that'd, be a, that'd be an F for me. F for you. Yeah. Uh, I just they have like some decent things about it. I, I understand that. I, I think that the only thing that's like I hate everything. I, do you hate that basketball with the LAC in it? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's fair. Uh, Indiana Pacers. This is also like held on forever. Um, this is, I, I believe that this is an A, and I'm I'm grading it just the the P with the basketball, the basketball in it again. Uh, I believe to be an A. This is yeah. pretty much the same logo as the Raptors. Similar. <laughs> yep. It well, really is. But there's like a bunch of these, like 76. Or, I mean, you start to look at these, like Wizards, Toronto, like they're all just almost identical. Just that you, what you like is not too busy, like not very busy, not very busy, busy, yeah, but be- cool things, busy, but yes. not cool things. Be- because the reason I like that is because I know like how that resonates throughout time and how it allows yeah. you to have an iconic logo yeah. versus just a logo of this. Put this under the fucking F. This is the, <laughs> this is the, the word. I mean, this is not What's your least logo. favorite part of it. <laughs> Uh, well, first off, I mean, like, this is like the ultra mega version of this logo. I've not seen this before. Um, I hate 
everything about the Rockets' identity. Every single bit of it what does they do suck. is terrible. It's so bad. Can Rockets be cool? Yes. I think so, too. Uh, Golden State Warriors, I'm going to give this a... It's always weird because this is like... I don't like how this logo is off-centered and it's it's got like all of this empty space to the right of in that circle. It feels like something should be in there, like the city or a sun or or I don't know a basketball. Um, but <laughs> just the basketball like, floating, just the basketball. But this is like definitely iconic. This is um you know this is stuck around for a long time. I'll go uh, I'll go B on this one. All right, all right. We're going right there. It's hard to fit these into the spot. All right, I love the Warriors logo. I just don't like it on a jersey for some reason. Weird. So, Detroit Pistons. Uh, I think I I think this is an A. Like this is so classic. Like man, your like, your face is so, so like it's like very distinct. I can almost guess now. Everyone, I like this. You one should be able now. to like this is like like this on a on a baseball cap. Like this on a on a patch on a jersey. It's just like it just looks good and it looks right. It feels correct for the NBA. I agree. Uh, this that. is sub F. This is a this is a Q. This is a bad one. This is a really bad one, but it's the same. So like all these horrible. ones that you have come from the same, like they're in yes. the same world, you know, like, yes. and, and you're right about these. This is like a terrible world to exist in this like it's cartoonish yes. clip arty looking thing. Yeah. I, I mean, actually the, the Mavericks are one team. I wonder if like in our heads, we would tear them up a bit as a franchise. If their branding was different. I think we, had, I think that's a great point. Yeah. yeah I really think they would. Uh, this is this is a C. Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers. It's like fine. They they have like classic elements. It's all right. I mean, little shield. I, I, Nobody goes for the shield like, anymore. Yeah, it's like fine. I, I you know I've never felt like one way or another about it. it just kind of is like whatever. S, S, S. This might be the yeah, best logo in sports. Yeah. This might be the best logo in all of sports. Only thing missing from it: the shape of a basketball. <laughs> yeah. Actually, there's two basketballs: the nostrils. That's true. That's true. No, the Chicago Bulls have the best branding. They 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 really like, do. getting to work on they their really stuff do. like made me crazy. Uh, this is like New Jack stuff again. Like it's it looks it might just be better like, though. Is it a D? Is it all the way up to D though? It's a C. It's a C. It's like it's just like the Pelicans. It's well oh, executed. Yeah, it is like the Pelicans. It's well executed, but it's like not. It doesn't feel like an NBA logo to me. It just doesn't feel right. Here's where we might disagree Brooklyn, on this one more than any others. So, okay, Brooklyn Nets. This is the most ba- – they they were going for the most – they're going for Detroit Pistons. They're going for, um, you know, 76ers. Um, I think that this is a B. I think it's a B because I love the color. Obviously, black and white. I, I mean, you don't have to sell me on that color scheme. There's so many cool things that Brooklyn Nets have been able to do with it. The B, uh, apart from the shield, is just kind of a nice classic – look and lends itself uh, to a lot of like nice ap- applications so i'll give it a b i like i love this logo i think it's super Me cool I, like black and white I it. it looks so like old school looks like an old ymca gym it has iconic yeah. potential the nets, yes. the nets just yeah, don't sure. have that juice you know no uh this is, this is an s tier logo it's an s tier <laughs> logo. It's, it's it's complicated but this is like something that again like has stood the test of time and is beloved um i mean and- you just can't say enough Good things about this organization. <laughs> Honestly, what? just from top Did they do to anything bottom. wrong? I don't know why the other orgs even fucking bother showing up every year. <laughs> why you, you like the old stuff a little there? more than me. Ooh, what about this one? I'm curious. 
Um, I would give this a B. Yeah. Oh, a B. Wow. Okay. I think it's all right. At, like, it's okay. Atlanta Hawks basketball club. What, really is, what is this freaking Europe? Yeah. <laughs> they're, trying to, they're trying to capitalize on the, the popular. Come on. Yeah, that is weird. Come on. All right. right. There's one last all right. one. All right. The Denver Nuggets. Oh, my God. Look at how they do this. It's so bad. The All Denver right, we... Nuggets. So this started off, as people know, this was their secondary logo, the middle part. They expanded it out to become their primary logo. This version, this roundel version you have, is the least favorite expression of the Denver Nuggets logo. I do like the sparkles, those, those sparks that they have on either side. Um, this obviously was a major upgrade from what they had previously. Um, in this form, though, I'm going to give this a B and and uh, and call it a life. <laughs> Struggling over here. You're gonna call I, it a B. What's going on? What do you guys think, Adam Harrison? I love this logo. Uh, I like it too, um, but, but I don't. Think I like it. Or iconic or anything. I just yeah. Like it. I I like it. I think it's fine. Will they rebrand in another five years? Probably. Uh, <laughs> can't like, wait. Not. It yeah. it has the it to, to your. I mean it 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 definitely has iconic potential in that there is a very timeless element to this design i just it's hard for me when i look at it the way like i i don't like it how it's being presented here with the letters okay. on the outside it's, it's like there's too much going on for me um yeah but i do yeah. like i the, do like just the, the, the circle on its own it's really whoever is um got the marketing firm that's designing the circle and then the smaller circle inside of it logo is just raking it in right now. I mean, the Raptors, the Pacers, the Hawks, the Wizards, the Nuggets. I mean, that guy's got a great business model going. I'm that telling you, though, like, there's something like very like designing a logo to exist inside of an ecosystem, inside of a universe, and doing it in a way that not only honors the history of, but brings something new to the table. Like I appreciate so much, but they're like NBA logos should look a certain way. NFL logos should look a certain way in my mind. And so a lot of these places, a lot of these teams get it. And then there's teams like the fucking Mavericks. We're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and Houston? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Thunder. What are you doing? Oh, well, there it is. The definitive list. We'll have to, uh, we'll put it on Twitter and have everybody kind of agree or disagree with, with your rankings. Oh, I would I'm have sure 76ers agree. up. I think I'd have Celtics down, but I know you like that old school. Dude, um, it's, it, it's, for, it, I mean, you, you know, you can't argue. It's just, it's unfortunately it's too loaded. It just, it, that's what I mean. That's why I don't like it. I mean, I can't argue it. Just such, case, a storied, like. such a storied franchise. Though, I gotta know. say, this is the thing I've taken away from this Harrison is that so many things, Eric, like, it is the history of. I don't know that you fully separate the way you think the art and the artist on these. I think like the Lakers logo to me is like, it's like all right, it's all right. Yeah, I mean I, the Lakers logo is great because of the history, but I feel yeah. like if it just came about now, you'd be like, if you gave huh? the Orlando Magic's history the late or they gave them the Lakers logo, it'd be like what? There, but there is there the truth gets revealed over time, and um, there are things that you think are cool <laughs> at the time and then as. Time goes on, you're like, oh, that's actually not cool at all. Like that. like they, just, they feel true. Truth gets revealed over time. That, I'm going to create a, co I'm and, create and a coffee table premise, book. And I'm going to argue points. for what I, I believe. Um, I'm, I'm just telling you, like, like the, the logos that do not work, people revolt against and tear it. Like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And there, there are a few think in the moment, because design is always 
uh, in the moment. It's changing all the time. It's always being influenced. And there are things that you don't realize are going to be truthful that over time, like fall away. Like all the things that were designed in the nineties, you're like, Oh wait, these are actually fucking horrible. And they tore them all away. I want to pick up on that last point from D line and read my favorite excerpt from the cave in the light. Um, <laughs> it's the worst uh ali take us out of here thanks everybody hey miroslav <laughs> taking the helm tomorrow we're going to be playing golf but miroslav is going to be having i believe dan favale on as he carries the torch for us see you guys tomorrow